Praise the Lord. Today for the meditation of the scriptures, let us turn to Psalm 34. Psalm 34 is a beautiful psalm that is written by David and in the heading of the psalm it says it was written when David changed his behavior in front of King Achish of Gath. The historical context of this comes from 1 Samuel chapter 21 verses 10 to 14 where it's written, David arose and fled that day because of the fear of Saul and he went to Achish the king of Gath. The servants of Achish recognized David and realized that this was the person who killed Goliath and David was in Goliath's territory. And if you see in verse 12, 1 Samuel chapter 21 verse 12, David, when he heard these words, he was very afraid of the king of Gath. And he changed his behavior before them and he feigned himself to be mad. He acted as though he was mad. And what happened was he started scraping at the doors of the gate. He let his spittle fall down his beard. And then the king Akish, when he saw this, he said angrily to his servants, Why do you bring this mad man to me? And he let David go. Clearly this was not a very happy occasion for David. Here was the anointed king of Israel, the person who had been a mighty warrior, the one who won the victory against Goliath. And yet in his low time, probably this was one of the lowest points of David's life when he had to act like a madman in order to escape from that situation. And here the word of God reminds us that from this difficult trial of his life, from this very extreme situation that David found himself in, when he came out of it, when the Lord mercifully delivered him out of this situation, we realize that David converted that situation into a psalm of praise. Very often in our life also, there are certain crisis situations that comes in our life, out of which when we come out, we emerge as a worshipful child of God. We emerge thanking him, praising him and worshipping him. David likewise does the very same thing. This psalm can be beautifully divided into four portions. Verses 1 to 3 talks about the action that David determines to do, which where he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. It's a worshipful portion of the psalm. The second part of the psalm, Psalm 34 verses 4 till 8, it talks about, I will seek the Lord. The fourth, the third portion, portion of the psalm, which goes from verse 9 till verse 16 says, let us fear the Lord. And the last portion, verse 17 to 22, talks about the blessing that happens when we trust in the Lord. Let us look at each of these sections one by one meditatively. This is one of the most beautiful portions of the scripture. And if you see here, there are many verses which are very dear to each one of us. Dearly beloved, as we meditate upon this, may the Lord speak his life into our hearts. The first portion of the psalm talks about the conscious decision to thank and bless the Lord. It's a worshipful portion where he says, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continuously be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name forever. Here he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continuously in my mouth. A real child of God, one who has an intimate knowledge of God, can be characterized by his constant praise irrespective of the circumstances. Here he says, at all times I will bless the Lord, meaning in good times I will bless the Lord and in bad times I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord whether I am feeling good, hale and hearty, healthy or even if I am down in the room still, yet I will praise him. 
1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 says the very same thing in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you in Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 Paul writes rejoice in the Lord always and again i say rejoice he wrote the situation he wrote this in a situation where he was actually placed in the jail he was in confinement and that is when this great praise comes forth and he says rejoice in the lord always and again i say rejoice here the word says i will bless the lord at all times and his praise shall be continuously in my mouth my soul makes its boast in the lord whom can we boast in other than our lord and savior jesus christ verse 3 says oh magnify the lord with me let us exalt his name together when we read magnify the lord it essentially means only this the lord is already big enough we can't magnify him but what happens when we start focusing on the lord he becomes bigger in our eyes we start focusing on him rather than the situation we start focusing on him rather than the challenges in our life he becomes greater in our hearts than the various challenging situation that we may go through dearly beloved that is what happens when we start worshiping him he is magnified in our hearts he is magnified in our lives this is why the uh, in hebrews the writer of hebrews writes in hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 let us offer the sacrifice of praise to god continuously for that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name let us take a decision today that we will thank the lord we will bless the lord at all times yes even when it is day even when it is night even when it is trouble for us even when even if it is a happy time for us still we will continue to praise the lord irrespective of the circumstances then we come to the second part of the psalm which says i will seek the lord verse 4 says i sought the lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears those who look to him are radiant their faces shall never be ashamed this poor man cried and the lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles let us look at this portion of scriptures it's very encouraging for us verse 7 says the angel of the lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them and finally he comes to verse 8 and he says oh taste and see that the lord is good blessed is the man who takes refuge in him dearly beloved here the portion of scripture says i sought the lord and he answered me he wants us to be god seekers He wants every child of his to be a person who seeks the Lord. The word of God says Matthew chapter 7 verse 7 ask and it shall be given to you seek and you shall find knock and it shall be opened to you regarding the kingdom regarding God the word of God reminds us and says seek him seek him while while he may still be found. Dearly beloved as far as we are concerned God wants us to be active in seeking him not passive not casual not incidental but rather he wants us to be constant and active in seeking him here the word says i sought the lord and he answered me our god is a prayer answering god in the desperate times when we start crying to the lord he will answer us and if you see here verse 5 it is written sam 34 verse 5 it is written those who look to him are radiant to whom else shall we turn in the days of our trouble when we look to him we are never ashamed their faces shall never be ashamed in the greatest depths of our trouble in the greatest depths of our trials when we look to the lord our faces become radiant because it reflects the glory of the lord it reflects his favor 
Sam 123 verse 2 says the eyes of the servants are towards the hands of their masters and the eyes of the maiden towards the hands of the mistress so our eyes are upon the lord our god until he has mercy upon us god wants us to be a set of people who will look to him continuously constantly knowing that he is a prayer answering god let our eyes seek out his face and as david writes in another psalm he says your face god will i seek let us seek his face and seeing him we are transformed from glory to glory second corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 says when we look to him we are transformed into his image from glory to glory as by the spirit of god hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says let us look to jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despised the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of god let us look to jesus dearly beloved what better time to look than now we don't have to wait for the good times or the bad times wherever we are let us start looking to jesus now he becomes our focus that is where our help comes from our faces shall never be ashamed nor will he turn his face away from us san 34 verse 6 says this poor man cried and the lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles what a joy it is that we can cry out to the lord in the depths that we are in david says i cried out to the lord this poor man the one who was acting like a madman before the enemy he suddenly realizes that it is his cry that brought down the help from god this poor man cried who is this poor man he is the anointed of the lord he is the future king of israel he is a man after god's own heart who in this current season of his life is in trouble he is on the run he was taken from the uh, among the sheep and he was given a glorious future that is in the times of god at the god ordained time he is going to reign over the nation of israel he knows that and he went through various seasons in his life he was in the house of saul he was on the run he was hiding in the caves he was on the throne he had times of victory he had times of failure he had times of punishment he had times of rest and irrespective of all this he was the lord's beloved and he constantly looked to the lord sometimes when we come to the end of the rope it looks like there is no way forward and satan comes and whispers in our ears the end but as the lord lives if he has a plan for your life however dark our life seems however hopeless the situation is recognize that god has a plan for us jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 it is one of our favorite verses and i believe that the lord is speaking to our hearts even now saying that i have a plan for you it is not to bring you to a destruction it is not to bring you to an end but rather it is for you to be built up to accomplish god's purposes here on this earth this poor man cried at his lowest point the sweet psalmist of israel is scratching at the gates with spittle running down his mouth a few years before maybe 17 years before this incident he had attacked goliath with a sling in the name of the lord what happened there are down times also there are bad times also he cried out to the lord even the king did not hear his cry not every cry is what can be heard by human years but there is a god who is attentive to our cry and who hears our cry and responds to our cry dearly beloved sam 34 verse 15 says the eyes of the lord are upon the righteous and the, his ears are open to their cry god heard 
the cry of David. We see that. What happens when we seek the Lord? The blessing of the Lord follows. It says here, their faces are radiant. They shall never be ashamed. The Lord hears them when we cry out. The Lord hears them. And verse 7 says, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. We receive the deliverance from various life situations when we seek the Lord and when we cry out to him. As a result of this experience, the psalmist writes in verse 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. We have to taste and see that the Lord is good. We can know based on the Bible that the Lord is good. We can hear from the life of another person that the Lord is good. But yet, the Lord wants us to experience this in a very personal manner in our lives. There is no use in looking at something in that is on display in a bakery and saying that it's a good cake. We got to taste it and see that it is good. Till we come to that point, it is never experiential. Faith is always coming to the point of experience. We need to understand that something that we cannot experience cannot be proclaimed as something which is true. What you believe in, if you believe that God is good, it is with the experience that we affirm that the Lord has been good to us. It is made personal in our lives. Here we see that beautiful experience that the Lord has been good to David. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How many of you have tasted and seen that the Lord is good? Amen. In our lives, there are so many instances where the Lord has been good to us. He has demonstrated his goodness in our lives, not just in the times that we are happy, but especially in the times that we were broken and we were sad. We come to the next portion of the psalm, which says, let us fear the Lord. Verse 9 says, Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and anger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. And then David goes on to give practical instructions from the word of God. What is he saying here? If you fear God, you have nothing else to fear. For a child of God who fears God with a reverential awe, with a reverential fear, what happens is all the other fears can be taken away. He can completely lose all the other fears because he has started fearing the Lord. Dearly beloved, we need not fear death. We need not fear our enemies. We need not fear Satan. We need not fear any situations in our life. The Lord reigns over it all. So long as we fear the Lord, that's fine. The rest of it will fall in place. Here the word of God pretty much says here, no good thing shall he withhold from those who walk uprightly and walk, those who fear him. When we fear the Lord, he provides every need of ours. Verse 9 says, those who fear him have no lack. It says in Matthew chapter 6, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and the rest shall be added to you. Seek first. Make God a priority. Fear God first. Think of him first so that the rest of it shall fall in place. This is the master switch. If you put the switch on, fearing the Lord and ordering our paths in fear of the Lord, what happens is the rest of our life falls in place. How does it fall in place? David does not restrain himself from giving out the practical instructions that are needed. He says here in verse 11, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord has to be taught. No one comes to it in an intuitive manner. It has to be taught. When we go through the scriptures, we can discern and understand why God needs to be feared. Verse 12, David says, Desire that which is good. Desire life 
he says what man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good to desire life means desire to live a full and an abundant life john 10 10 kind of life it has nothing to do with possessions status or fame but it has everything to do with character faith and a desire to honor god through your lives those who desire what is good will want nothing less than god's perfect will for their lives to cultivate a heart that desires that which is good to cultivate a heart that delights in the lord is the first step towards a life that overflows with the abundant blessing of the lord verse 13 the word, word of god reminds us keep your tongue from evil if we can control the tongue we can control the entire body it says so in james chapter 3 whoever guards his mouth and tongue shall keep his soul from troubles we are called to speak the truth in love and in today's world the lord wants us to be specially conscious of the fact that the lord wants us to completely honor him with our tongue as well not speaking deceit not speaking evil but rather that which serves for edification verse 14 says turn away from evil and do good seek peace and pursue it he says here there is a path that you might have been on in order to do evil but turn away from that repent from that that's what it says here repentance essentially means a turning away from the sinful path that you were on the directional change the volitional change is what the lord wants from us and he says here do good seek peace and pursue it we are called to be the ones who are seeking peace and pursuing peace and in verse 15 and 16 the word of god reminds us that the eyes of the lord are towards the righteous and his ears are always inclined towards their cry dearly beloved every practical instruction that is here is accompanied with the blessing of the lord's favor finally we come to the last portion of the psalm the same portion from verse 17 to 22 where it says i will trust the lord and what happens when we trust in him practically that is what is mentioned here the word says here when the righteous cry for help the lord hears and he delivers them out of all their troubles the lord is near to the broken hearted and saves those who are crushed in their spirit it does not suggest here that a life of faith and obedience will exempt a child of god from trouble but he does promise however that if we trust him and if we call upon him the lord will see us through our troubles and he will make those troubles those situations a blessing to us and we will be blessed and others will be blessed through us he is able to understand our feelings here we are not alone the lord is near to the broken hearted the times of trouble breaks us it crushes our spirit but that helps us to rely more on god when a child of god is broken what happens is his self reliance is completely depleted and he starts relying on the grace of the lord more and more and the word here says he is near to us if you are broken hearted today if any of you who are listening in are broken hearted do not look to any other for help but look to the lord and he is near to you he shall save you those who are crushed in spirit he shall save many are the afflictions of the righteous yes there is trouble in this world but the word of god says the lord delivers him from them all we are called to rest assured that the lord is sovereign even in the days of our trouble there may be afflictions 
but the lord reigns sovereign over all of them on that day when we stand in front of the lord we, when we look back on our lives we look at the faithfulness of god that preserved us from trouble sometimes but also in trouble sometimes and i thank god for the various times in which the lord has cared for us each each of us this day you see here in verse 22 he finally comes to the end where he says the lord redeems the life of his servants none of those who take refuge in him will be condemned there truly is no condemnation to them who are in christ jesus if we trust in the lord if we have accepted him as the lord and savior there is no condemnation for when we stand before him we stand justified here the word reminds us that the lord redeems the life of those who are trusting in him dearly beloved trust in the lord you shall receive the benefits the spiritual benefits everything that is mentioned here shall be ours let us once again thank god for the fact that in trouble when we cry out to him he hears us when we seek him he reveals himself to us we bless him because he alone is worthy of praise but we need to fear him and order our lives in accordance to that and when we trust in him hallelujah he redeems our life may the lord richly bless us through this meditation of the scriptures